Canada HR News on February 13, 2023. I'm Elena Pobereva. In today's episode, we talk about what employers can do for employees affected by the earthquake in Turkey and Syria, the latest hiring trends from Indeed, Canada Soccer's women's national team ending their strike, BMO retirement study, more layoffs taking place in Canada, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. On February 6, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey and Syria. The death toll is approaching 35,000 people now, and many more are injured. Immigration Minister Sean Fraser signaled last week that Canada may fast-track applications to come to Canada from people in the earthquake zones. Many employees are deeply affected by the devastating earthquake. They may want to donate to Turkey and Syria through charities providing clean water, food, medical attention, warm clothing, search and rescue, and shelter to earthquake survivors. From February 6 to 22nd, the Government of Canada will match donations from individuals to the Earthquake in Turkey and Syria appeal. It is also a good time to remind employees of resources provided by the Employee Family Assistance Programs and the free mental health support from the Government of Canada that can be found on wellnesstogether.ca. Indeed Hiring Lab reports that the Canadian labour market remains favorable for most job seekers, but employer hiring appetite isn't as strong as it was last summer. As of February 3rd, job postings on Indeed were down 3% from a year earlier and 12% below their May peak. Nonetheless, despite softening over the past year, Canadian job postings were still up 53% from their pre-pandemic levels. Leading the drop in high-paying job types have been declines across a range of white-collar jobs, especially in tech. Despite doubling between the start of 2020 and early 2022, postings in software development are now only slightly above their pre-pandemic levels, after dropping 46% over the past year. The number of marketing job postings, as well as postings for banking and finance positions, have also declined from a year ago. Demand in other job types has fared better over the past year. Postings have been more stable in fields like retail, construction, manufacturing and administrative assistance, all which remain well above pre-pandemic levels. According to the survey from Express Employment Professionals, 69% of surveyed Canadian employers say wages will increase again this year. This is a significant increase from 55% in 2021. 23% of companies say uncompetitive pay is the biggest challenge when trying to attract new employees. But wages aren't the only thing increasing this year. So is hiring. Half of employers say they are increasing their number of employees in 2023. This is good news for Canadian job seekers. A recent study found nearly half of Canadian adults are seeking employment, either actively looking for a new job or browsing job opportunities occasionally. Despite the need for more employees, over half of businesses report not having the capacity to hire. The main roadblocks for these businesses in hiring are uncertainty about future workloads, budgetary constraints, 
recruiting or hiring strategy adjustments, and lack of upper management approval for hiring additional employees. Lawyers across Canada have voted in favor of a resolution pushing for non-disclosure agreements, known as NDAs, to no longer be used as a tool to silence those who come forward after experiencing abuse, harassment, and discrimination. NDAs are legal contracts in which people agree to keep information outlined in the agreement strictly confidential. The contracts, typically signed by two people, were initially used to protect trade secrets in the workplace, but have evolved into a common tool to silence victims and protect perpetrators. They can also prevent survivors from speaking with family, friends, and therapists about their experiences. Employers can be left in the dark about an employee's past actions at previous jobs, allowing them to carry on their harmful behavior. During the meeting Thursday, Canadian lawyers spoke out in favor of the resolution. Some spoke about clients who contacted them years after signing an NDA, asking whether they had any options to be freed from their contract, and lamenting they did not fully understand the paperwork when they signed. Other lawyers expressed frustration after hearing stories of perpetrators protected by NDAs who continued to perpetrate abuse and escape accountability. In recent months, Hockey Canada came under fire amid revelations that non-disclosure agreements were used in some settlements involving sexual assault allegations. Last July, Prince Edward Island became the first province to limit the use of NDAs. Similar legislation has been introduced in Nova Scotia and Manitoba. With the vote, the Bar Association committed to discourage the use of NDA to silence victims and whistleblowers who come forward to report abuse, harassment and discrimination. Facing the threat of legal action from Canada Soccer, Canada Soccer's women's national team has reluctantly agreed to return to training and play in the She Believes Cup. The women's job action was short. They only missed one day of training in Florida. But their labor dispute with their governing body is far from over. In a statement, the women said Canada Soccer told them it considered their job action was unlawful strike and would trigger legal action. In a separate statement, Canada Soccer said the players were not and are not in a legal strike position under Ontario labor law. The soccer players are demanding the same backing in preparing for the summer's Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand that the men received last year before Qatar. And they want Canada Soccer to open its books. Canada Soccer traditionally publishes its financials in March. But the women's team can't negotiate in the dark without knowing what was spent on the men's team. In 2021, Canada Soccer spent $11 million on the men's team and $5.1 million on the women. Canadian women are sixth in the world rankings and won Olympic gold in 2021. Canada Soccer has repeatedly said that pay equity will be a pillar of the New Deal. Canadians say they need $1.7 million in savings to retire, a 20% increase from 2020 when Canadians estimated they would need a nest egg of $1.4 million, 
according to a new survey by BMO Financial Group. The estimate is the largest since the bank first began surveying Canadians about their retirement expectations 13 years ago. While the figure may sound overwhelming to working-age Canadians, the number says more about the economic mood of the country than it does about real-life retirement necessities. The results reflect Canadians' concerns about current economic conditions, particularly inflation and high prices. However, only 44% of Canadians are confident they will have enough money to retire as planned, a 10% decrease from 2020. According to BMO Economics, Canadian CPI inflation hit a four-decade high of 8.1% in the summer of 2022, but has fallen to 6.3% as of December 2022 and is expected to decline to around 3% by the end of this year. The sharp increase in 2022 exceeded wage gains, resulting in a significant loss of purchasing power for most families. The average amount held in RRSPs nationally is $144,613, a 2% increase from 2021. 43% of Canadians have already contributed to their RRSPs in 2022 tax year, and another 14% plan to contribute before the March 1st deadline. Bed Bath & Beyond's Canadian operations are going out of business, according to a court filing on Friday, two days after the retailer quickly raised cash to avoid a U.S. bankruptcy. The filing states that the Canadian business doesn't have the capacity or ability to independently effect a recapitalization or restructuring of the Canadian operations without access to cash and the support from its lenders or parent company. As of January 31st, the company employed approximately 387 full-time employees and 1,038 part-time workers in connection with its retail operations across Canada. Google sent layoff notices last week to affected Canadian employees after its parent company Alphabet announced earlier this year it was cutting 12,000 of its global workforce. Google has offices in Toronto, Kitchener-Waterloo, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, and Edmonton. It wasn't immediately clear how many Canadian jobs were impacted. It is one of the company's largest rounds of layoffs and adds to tens of thousands of other job losses announced by Microsoft, Amazon, and Meta. In January, there were at least 48,000 job cuts announced by major companies in the tech sector. And this was Canada HR News on February 13th, 2023. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on Twitter at CADHR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.